ho, That's right, boys and girls. It's time for another thrilling episode of the holiday edition. My favorite holiday, Santa Claus. It's Geeksters. Ho, 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 ho. And welcome to episode 66, part three of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. <laughs> I'm your host, Sean. <laughs> I can't get rid of that song because it's not, I want to say it's Call Me Maybe, but it's not. It's Batman Maybe. <laughs> See? What is it? You know? I played this song in the air, I think, before. Wow, it's not even a good thing. I got to get really get rid of that. <laughs> See, it's, people might think it's actually this song. But it's not. <laughs> Again. Where is it? Where is it? Wow. Hold on. Let's do it this way. Let's do it the old-fashioned way. The old-fashioned way. Hey, I just met you, and this is crazy, but don't you do that show called Geeksters, I think you're Ed, from that show, and here's my number, you're a Geekster, I just met you. You're a geekster. The girls chase me, but I say no way, cause I'm a geekster. <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> we do get, we do dick and fart jokes. <laughs> I'm losing it. And Antonio Banderas comes into our show every once in a while. And nothing funnier than Hulk Smash. <laughs> Her jeans were growing. Hot night wind was blowing. Where you think you're going, baby? Hey, I just met you. And this is crazy. But my name's Sean. And I do this show. Hey, I look right at you, baby. But my name is Sean. And I'm a geekster. That's right. I'm going to shoehorn. All this stuff in because I have no timing, baby. And I know what you're thinking. When will this song be over? But I don't know. So sit back and giggle. That's right. You came into my life, Ed. There's Geeksters. The show's called Geeksters. Yeah, right? The show's called Geeksters. It's called Geeksters. Now listen to our show because we're funny. Bad, bad. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> At you, baby, because you're so strange. You must be a geekster. That's right, people. I'm just rambling because I have nothing 
This is filler. And trying to make you laugh in this intro to our part three. We're the Geeksters. It's the end of the year. And it's Christmas. What did you get for a Christmas gift, gift, gift? And it's next year's New Year's. And to get drunk and wish a new year. Happy, happy new year. Year, 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 year. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> that was so sad. That's all I kept thinking. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, it is. It is on my iPod. What can I say? Now it's gonna be stuck in your head now for the rest of the night. Yeah, I know. But it's, <laughs> it's all right. I'm okay with that because it was my version. <laughs> <laughs> or how about this? How about this? Let's wipe the palate. Biggest stickers. You dare to wait us? Strike him, Okay. Sorry. And I'm like, hey, hey, everybody, listen to him. Listen to Sean. Thumb through his iPod. Runaway show. Runaway show. Uh-huh. Runaway show. The show has left the building. I'm just sitting here. Going through nothing. <laughs> Just minding my own business. So anyway, so what do we do in part three? Part three, we talked about, um, of course, again, pleading money for Tyler Maine and Renee Earings for Main Entertainment for their movie Compound Fracture. Or not Compound Fracture, I'm sorry. For Penance Lane, <laughs> Compound Fracture was their first movie. And uh, then we went into um, the paying more money to see a movie. Basically, would you pay 33 bucks to go see a movie? Yeah. I mean, I think we kind of did a pretty good job at talking about that. I mean, let us know. Yes. <laughs> see what you think and uh, let us know and uh, be greatly appreciated. I think some people agree with me. Some will agree with everybody else. We'll see. I don't know. But uh, here's my favorite speech. Pussy sale. If you buy one piece of pussy at the regular price, you get another piece of pussy of equal or lesser value 
Look at that nice little intro to Chop Suey. <laughs> yeah, I know. What can I say? Now I'm like, ooh, what else I got? What else I got? Ooh. No, no, stop, 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 stop. 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 All right, so anyway. <sighs> What's that sound, Ed? That's you losing five dollars. <laughs> Check out Christmas Night, the new episode of Doctor Who, the Christmas special. When's that coming on? Christmas Night. Really? Yes. I guess I know where I'll be. I completely forgot. Yes. At least good thing I have my DVR set so I can get at least get my Who fix in. All the Who's down in Whoville. Yes. Is it Christmas Eve? Christmas Day. Christmas Day? Yes, Christmas night. Oh. I think it's going to be uh, 9 o'clock. I'm not 100% sure. Check your local listings on from BBC America to tune in and find out. Or oh, DVR'd look at least. you dropping the old, uh, you know, plugging and shit. <laughs> this is going to be the big one. This is going to be where he's his the new la- doctor. Yeah, his last episode. I'm also addicted to boobies. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right, I think this intro is gone. No, long, no. Long we are we introing the third part? <laughs> yes, that's we, right. we are introing. The, oh, wow, I completely like you know spaced out. Yeah, because I you know I got so much stu- so much stuff in my head. You know all the crazy voices telling you. Uh, come on, that's a bunch of horse shit. I know Calrissian was a black guy. You know. That was a clip from Chasing Amy. <laughs> One of my favorite movies. <laughs> this is the stuff that, like, every once in a while, like, I'm, I'm doing shuffle. It'll just pop up. Yeah. Like, hey, look at you. Now I'll just have that. I'm just there. I'm cruising in my round. All of a sudden, that'll come up. Like, yeah. Or I'm also addicted to poopies. <laughs> 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 I'm just saying. You know? Okay. <laughs> I, think, I think it's now time. 
to call it, and we'll be back after this. Yes, we will. And Google Girl. And we're back. Yay! Hey, hey, listen to Geeksters. The <laughs> listen to Geeksters on Aquanet Radio. Just look for us on AquanetRadio.com. Tuned in. iTunes Radio and iHeartRadio. Just search for Aquanet on those apps. There you go. I did it all by myself. Yep. Woo-hoo. Again, uh, thanks very much for the gang for stopping by. Oh, yes. That's right. Uh, the Shakeman Show was here for the first half of the show, which we're grateful for them to be here. Uh, but catch them out Thursday night, uh, December 26th, from 8 to ten, eight to 11 p.m. Yeah, around there, 11-ish. 11-ish, whatever they decide yeah, to whenever get off. Did, yeah, like us, whenever we decide to get off. <laughs> <laughs> get so off. get off the show. Maybe. All right, so before we get back to that article, the $33 movies, Yes, I did want to say... Um, one thing I did post on our Facebook page, our, our Geeksters page, was that Warner Brothers wants Joaquin Phoenix to play Lex Luthor. Say what? Yeah, I don't know exactly, like, why. Maybe because he's got a couple, you know, maybe it's like Warner Brothers' golden child, I guess, at the moment. But it's the studio saying we want him as, as Lex Luthor. Now, Zack Snyder might go, no. I <laughs> hope. I hope, because, I, I mean... I just I can't I can't see it. Just, you know, I mean, you'd say you can't see him as Lex Luthor at all. I can't all, see or... him. I can't see him as Lex Luthor. I mean, him now being... is it the same way of not seeing Heath Ledger as Joker? And uh, no, no, Anne no. Hathaway as Catwoman. No, okay. Well, see, I didn't care. Or Ben Affleck as Batman. I didn't care either way about Anne Hathaway being Catwoman. I was like, okay, it's a good choice. She's right. sexy. If she plays it sexy, it'll work. The Heath Ledger thing, I didn't think of because he's a teen heartthrob kind of thing uh-huh. at the time. But Key Phoenix. I just I don't really think he's that great of an actor. No, he's he's very for like foreboding and like pensive and slow, and that's not what you want your I, Lex Luthor. No, you want your Lex Luthor to be like ballsy and smart and sharp. And I, okay, and those things. And, 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 and Phoenix. Yeah. On a personal level, I don't want to look at that hair lip for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> the only movie I liked him in was um, uh, was Walk the Line. I mean, I don't know if he has Lex Luthor to me is the guy who walks in the room and as the moment he walks in that room commands not only respect but attention all eyes go on him you know okay that's not Joaquin Phoenix that's what the hair lip does I'd rather see River Phoenix play uh, Lex Luthor at this point that'd be great that'd be amazing dig him up that'd be smelly you know I'd rather this see this for Breeze <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather see that than Joaquin I just I mean I just don't I don't see it because I've never seen him play a bad guy even in even in Gladiator, I wouldn't actually consider him a bad guy. He was just the ruler of his people. So, <laughs> what? Somebody's breathing. <laughs> it's not me. Uh, well, I'm there's dead. only four of us. I'm dead. Should we move? It's not, is it us? <laughs> yep, the breathing went away. Uh, <laughs> Eric is snoring. <laughs> She's, yeah. Uh, okay. Go to sleep. <laughs> Go to sleep. For those of you that are listening to this, Erica is kind of lying down into the microphone. Yeah. Like, kind of nuzzling the microphone, if you will. I'm cuddling it. So, I cannot picture him as Lex Luthor. I mean, I see, like, okay, here's the problem. In the original Iron Man, Uh first, Jeff Bridges played Ebediah. Ebediah something. Right. There was a scene in the movie. He's got the bald head and the beard. Mm-hmm. There's a scene where he yells at a lab tech. Right. Right? 
He was so scary. He built it in a cave. He, that line right there. He when he went off on that guy, I was like, he could play Lex Luthor. Yeah. He just scared the bejesus out of me. And Jeff Bridges, the dude. The dude. I the could duder. so see him play Lex Luthor. So maybe in my head, I'm already like there. Kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, get Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Like, I mean, everyone's like Brian Cranston, and Brian Cranston because he was so good in Breaking Bad. Okay, yes. But as let's, an actor... Let's face it. We can shave anybody bald and they could be... But they have to have the gravitas to be able to fill that room... Lex Luthor is a guy who needs to command a room just the moment he walks into, 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 onto the set. It's just, bang, Lex Luthor, you know who he is just by his look. Joaquin Phoenix does not no. elude that at all. How about Patrick Stewart? Well, yeah, Patrick Stewart could do it, but he, yeah. he's, he's already Professor X, so what more do you need? What about yeah. Sigourney Weaver, who has already performed both? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at this point, why don't you get Stone Cold Steve Austin? Yeah. yeah, that actually. Is I like that idea. Yeah, a professional wrestler playing like yeah, well, yeah why not? You know, get a big, big, or like okay, The Rock. I can't see though, but Stone Cold, I can see it. Yeah, <laughs> he could have. You know, he could also played uh, Kingpin. Stone Cold. Yeah. No, he's not big enough. Michael Clark Duncan was the perfect casting for that. Yeah. You know, it's hard to find uh, because you couldn't get King Kong Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> It was available. Yeah, well, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think... Eh, I, I just don't see it. Okay. So, you want to push a plug before we get to our final article? or That sounds good. As oh, every week we've been plugging this uh, for main entertainment. Tyler Maine from X-Men Movie playing Cybertooth. Uh, Michael Myers in the Halloween remake 1 and 2 with... Uh, shit, I can't think of his name now. <laughs> Rob Zombie, sorry, Rob. Uh, and his wife Renee Gearings have made a company called Main Entertainment. Sean and I was lucky enough earlier this year to see their first movie, uh, Compound Fracture. It was great. We gave it a great review. Uh, they were on the show a few weeks ago. Inter- we interviewed them about this. It's called Penance Lane. It's a new movie coming out that they're working on, and they're trying to raise a hundred thousand dollars for. The fans, basically. And you're thinking, well, why would you raise $100,000 for the fans? Because they wanted fan involvement. They do have backers for this movie, so this movie will be made. It's just that the fact is, is that they want to get the fans involved. And what's great about this is the fact is, is that when they donate money, it's not like you're donating money and hoping this movie comes out and being a success. You get something in return. Like if you just donate the simple $5, you get a production diary. So you get to see their Facebook page of the, the daily going on of the movie, of what's happening, what they're shooting. You know, if there's any script changes, you know, that kind of thing, you'll know about it. Uh, $10, you can get, like, the Tyler Main ringtone, which basically it's Tyler Main telling you to pick up the phone in his own special style way. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I mean, it goes up and up and further. I mean, of course, though, for $30, you can get a a copy of the first movie, Compound Fracture DVD, um, and also, of course, the production diary as well. And for $45, you can actually get the Penance Lane DVD. So if you get to see it in theaters or you can't see it in theaters because they, I think they're only going to do a grassroots like they did last time and you can't make it, at least you get to see it on DVD and, and be able to share on it and show your friends, like, this is what I contribute to help be a part mm-hmm. of it. But there's many levels to try mm-hmm. out, to go for. They're in their last 54 hours. They're up to $33,192. But any any help they can get would be great. Like I said, the more fans give in, 
the better they'll feel about uh, doing this movie. So please give and do what you can. It's the holidays, people. Give. Stop being cheapskates. <coughs> Instead of wasting your money on a cheap, <laughs> ugly sweater, give to give the gift of movies. Give the gift of entertainment. Yes. And speaking of entertainment, yes. here's a prime example why you should give generously. You article was 33 bucks to go see Anchorman 2. Yes. Okay. Now. Good. Well, I was going to say, what? Okay, now, Dad and I went to the movies today. Mm-hmm. We paid $15 total to go see two for two tickets to go see American Hustle. Okay. We did lunch beforehand, so it was like another $10. Right. So now we're already up to the $25 mark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got a drink and some candy. That was like another 10 bucks. Right. So now I'm already in the $45, $50 range. Right. So, for 33 bucks, I could have sold Anchorman. Well, I mean, that's, of course, if you have like one of those AMC cards, <coughs> because it's discounted. But for the same price, for the $50 that you were going to pay out, you also get like a, basically a dinner and a show, in a way, if you do it at, during the dinner time or lunch and a show, if you go in okay. the afternoons. So, it's basically, there's a table. They, you know, you have a menu mm-hmm. options. Okay, now, where was this at? Let's give everybody the. Uh, uh, this the one in particular, when he's guy Ron Burgundy saw Legend Continues. Uh, does it give you the theater? It does not give you the theater here in this article. Okay. What did they get for the $33 that they shelled out? <laughs> Dead air. <laughs> those, uh, take a drink. Uh, okay, you can stop making that noise because that's annoying me. <laughs> In that case, no. So, uh, okay, so I'm trying to find it. I we were talking earlier during break. Yes, and there's this place where you can actually. It's like a big, like almost like a sky mall kind of felt. I felt like. Well, I there's saw... a lot of places across the country. You have to really look for them. There, it's basically dinner and a show, is what it comes down to. And you you pay your tickets. There's a there's a few menu options. A lot of them hand uh, foods, uh, finger foods. That's what they call them. And you're able to, to watch the movie and enjoy some kind of refreshment and drink as the movie's being played. Okay. Well, let me let me add something because yeah. if you've never been to one of these events. They're fantastic, especially when they line up the food with the movie. Mm-hmm. So, like, if it's Gladiator, they'll have Italian food. Okay. But if it's, you know, they'll play Hot Dog the movie and then serve hot dogs. <laughs> you know, like that kind of thing. Okay. And it's real fun. I mean, the people that come out for it are just awesome. And Yeah, I mean, it sounds, know, sounds like great well, entertainment. Okay, here, here's an idea. Um, Paramount tried this mega ticket idea back in World War Z back in June. And, you know, it, you got to see the movie two days earlier in a handful of markets for a $50 price. Okay, and that included concessions, discounts, a digital download of the film once it becomes available via video on demand. So while Paramount refused, they refused to offer hard numbers... They claimed almost uh, complete sellouts, oh. which I, I can. F- okay, that's that. a different different one that I was thinking of. So, well, I mean, that's that's what they were doing for World War Z. Right. I do know. I have actually looked into the actual theater where they do like theme nights, where mm-hmm. you actually pay. Like, okay, this movie we're, we're playing this movie on Thursday night. This is what your meal will be. Right. Like it is like a dinner and a show, like you did say, where you pay like a flat fee of let's say fifty dollars a person. But in here, you get these big lounge chairs with like a table in front of you. Uh-huh. And at times, a waitress comes up, you know, and she hands you your food. You can place in order, drink orders. 
you know, and that they'll come in and you, you'll, they actually have like, like not necessarily a texting thing, but you can kind of set up like when you, what do you want to drink when. Right. They have like a touch screen type of thing and then they have a buzzer so you can buzz your waitress if you want more like soda or whatever. Right. You know, so yeah. I mean, I'm assuming that it's not too difficult. Like, you know, you don't have like a bunch of glowing touch screens in front of you. I'm sure it's probably a dimmed, you know, because you're paying 50 bucks, you want the experience as much as you can. Right. Without losing, I mean, It'll be distracting enough as it is when you see a waitress come walking out with a tray of food. Right. Going, Here's your nachos. Actually, what I think they do is they just cover it with the ticket price ahead of time. So if you're going to see something that comes with hot dogs, they just assume that you're cool with having hot dogs. So they just bring them around. Right, right. Or if it's James Bond movie, uh, vodka martini. You know, I mean, right. those places have bars. Well, the, well yeah. that's where I was in, where which was Austin, Texas, where you can drink anywhere i think it's i think it's phoenixville here in, in in our area that does it and it was like the way i was explaining somebody went to it uh told me about it he was saying that they had like four or five different menu options that you could choose from like between like those little slider burgers versus uh you know like it's a sandwich and but it was basically like feed finger food something that you know wouldn't require utensils and a lot of noise and basically like i said it covers your price you you know you and they serve you before the the movie comes on because they don't really want to interrupt too much you can interrupt like you know press a buzzer to have a waitress come out if you wanted more soda or like another like right it's basically popcorn or something like that it's basically having your own movie it's like being bruce wayne like you figure okay you're watching a movie and you're you're, you figure yourself you're you're in the big giant movie theater you're sitting there your big giant ass cool ass reclining seat and all of a sudden you know what you're thirsty you buzz Alfred with what you have to drink. He comes in, hands you a drink, turns around, and walks out. Uh, That's kind of how it plays out. So, I mean, I, I, it's like for thirty-three bucks, I, I'm in. Okay. I mean, I would, I would do it because I think that would cut down on the old. Oh my God, he's so funny, people! Like the people, the mm. constant chatter. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm sitting there, like if you're going to shell fifty dollars to go see a movie. See, mm. that's where I tend to disagree with you on that fact. Is that doesn't want matter what morons pay. If you're a moron, you go to the theater and you talk through it. I, I agree, but I do think that if um if we all paid fifty dollars, it's not like you can sneak into that movie theater. Mm-hmm. Right. If a room full of people paid fifty bucks a pop to sit there and one idiot starts talking, there's gonna be more of a chance of a room full of people telling that person to shut the fuck up because we paid fifty dollars yeah. versus the idea of someone going, They paid seven dollars, I might get shot here. I totally agree with Sean just because I've been to those events and, and I mean, a lot of cases they'll bring out old movies, so people have seen them right. before a lot of yeah. times before. I mean, they'll show, let's say, Anchorman One when Anchorman Two comes out, and let's say have like a classy cocktail or whatever right. they mm-hmm. they do. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So um, the people kind of embrace the telling of the person to shut the. Person. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like like if you go to a, let's say, <laughs> see, you... you haven't had it in Philadelphia yet. That's <laughs> that's right. the thing. Well, even Phoenixville. Is far enough outside of Philadelphia where you cut out the riffraff, but also the riffraff comes to the the Friday night show, the the Saturday right. at eight o'clock show. You know what I mean? Sometimes they fight that by doing like ten o'clock or midnight shows. Right. It's know, not like you're not going to like night. A lot of weeknights. Yeah, you're not. It's not going to be like a Rocky Horror Picture Show kind of crowd where you're throwing shit at the screen. You're mm-hmm. seeing right. and it, everybody's taking part. Right. You're taking part. Like I think this is more like if you go to a stage play. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of opportunities to heckle that audience, but most people don't because they're there to experience the live play mm-hmm. thing. 
I think because you once you start, I think once you add a monetary value, I mean, I'm not okay now. I'm an ass. Yeah. I I will talk to him if I'm watching a movie. I will yammer on if I'm home. Right. If I'm at theaters, I'm, my mouth is shut. If I'm paying like fifty bucks for that ticket, the moment I hear a peep, I mean, I'm willing to tell someone to shut the fuck up when I pay seven dollars for a movie. Yeah. So paying fifty dollars isn't going to you know, it's going to be quicker on the draw. Well, I just my thing is is that if if you can you can buzz your thing and they come and grab the person and escort them, not tell them shh. You got to be quiet or whatever. Like they're gone. Like that, they're out. Like, well, they like one little too. one little chat. You, you know, somebody heard you. You're out the door. Because then they'll be like, you know what? Then I'll do it. Because it was then it'd be I, worth it. Because then I know I'm guaranteed for most of the movie. Because I always sit behind or in front of a moron that just wants to incessantly talk, tell the same joke over and over again. Yeah. Tell a story through the whole movie. Have a phone conversation with some, you know, somebody else. Going, I, 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 I can talk. Is this really happening in every movie you go to? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, every single movie you go to. Pretty much. A, there is, it's okay. getting, I feel like it's getting, it getting worse. worse. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think, and I do blame as, as much as a techno, you know, uh, tech spoiled as I am. I do kind of blame technology because when you go in, how many times have I forgotten to turn off my phone? Yeah. And all of a sudden I get, you know, a message. And I, my phone's got the bazinga. So all of a sudden, in the middle of the movie theater, bazinga. It's like, son of a bitch. The first thing I feel is embarrassment mm-hmm. because I completely forgot to turn on my phone. It's embarrassing to me and it's embarrassing to the people around me going, oh my God, I just ruined these people's experiences. Mm-hmm. I, and there are people who don't have that filter. I paid, I paid so I could do whatever I want. No, so did these other people too. Right. You can so, sit down, shut up, and watch the movie like everybody else. <laughs> like I remember see it, sitting in a theater and even though the person was like, Ten down, ten rows down, and all the way to the right. The moment he pulled out his phone to update his status or text somebody, you can see that light shining. Yeah. and it, it happens like a at least once or twice in a movie theater nowadays. Yeah. And I do kind of blame technology because yeah. back in the old days, like okay, I'm going to the movies. You didn't know if anybody called because you didn't have a phone on you. Mm. Right, right. You know, there wasn't this constant need to. Well, like I saw Frozen on Friday. And it was with kids. And I'm like, okay, it's going to be kids. They're going to be, you know. They're going to be loud. Loud yeah. or whatever. That was probably the most enjoyable movie I saw because the kids were quiet. They were in tune to the story. Mm-hmm. They loved it. It was Disney. You know, they were all Disney kids, I guess. You know, right. That kind of thing. So they really loved the movie. So they, it's not like they were like, they didn't care and they would start running around the theater. Yeah. They were all quiet. And I'm like, wow, this is a great experience. You know, it won't happen again. This is going to be like a one in a million shot. Yeah. And like I it's said, again. when I saw American Hustle, it was kind of quiet and we people laughed during the moments they were chosen to laugh. And there was a couple when when it got funny, there were people going, oh my God, no, like that kind of thing. That's one thing. But, but when you're having, like when, when we went to see Out of the Furnace, there was some bitch sitting behind us having a full on conversation with her boyfriend. And it's a quiet movie to begin with. And yeah. I turned around, I was like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I mean, it seems to be like... Like, you didn't pay any more for your ticket than we did. Yeah. What? So, unless you're willing to pay my ticket, shut up. I, I agree. Like, my dad that and I... That person bothered you a lot more than they bothered me. Well, like, I didn't yeah. really hear them or... I mean, they, like, I will be the first one to jump down someone and turn around and look at them and be like, I'm trying to watch a movie here. 
So I, I, I think I'm, I feel like I'm that person. I mean, granted, it never like, bothers me because the minute it bothers me, I'm right on top of them. I mean, for me, it's like I am. I have do have super sensitive hearing. Like I can hear a lot of conversations, especially at work. Like I can two offices over, I can hear a conversation going on. They can be really quiet yeah, about it, but I can hear that it. kind of hearing. I call it rat fart hearing. <laughs> you can hear a rat fart at a hundred yards. Yeah, I mean, it's like I just have that like way, <clears throat> and it doesn't really bother me for the most part. But when you get to that story and you're so lost, and then all of a sudden. Somebody just talks. It's like pulls you out of pulls it. you yeah, out of it. You're like, oh, I'm just so irritated now. I want to beat the crap out of somebody. Yeah. Like the time we saw Wolverine, those guys behind us, all time talking. They shut up when the credits start, but every time, Viper was it? I think it was. Yeah, the villain is. So. You know, she was like, oh, Jennifer Lawrence, let herself go, and none of the guys laughed. You know, and he kept telling that joke like four times, five mm. times. Yeah. Like it wasn't funny the first three times. It's not funny now. Shut up. Yeah, like that's yeah. that. And, and or when we saw Iron Man three, I was sitting next to twenty something year old hipsters that were drunk. Yeah, they had awesome. beers with them. Awesome. You know, they were, they were you can hear it's the bottle like, caps falling. It's like, the floor. dude, really? Like I, I, like I actually, he said something, and I leaned over and I was like, "You do not." want me to make a scene and he did he he did the drunk like kind of like put his he's like I understand I'm sorry I'm being yeah. loud kind of thing but the moment he did made that gesture I was like okay this guy's he's guy's drunk and if he doesn't shut up he's I'm just gonna snap his neck and he's just sleeping and he'd be like commando <laughs> my friend he's asleep you know, he's dead tired he's dead tired but I'm bummed it was just it was just so annoying. That's happened a lot more often than not because I think of like the t- like time you go, what yeah. movie it is. Like I'm surprised in a movie like out of, you know like out of the furnace because that seems a little bit more independent movie yeah. where it's more like the hipster crowd goes to see the the movie snobs I like to call. Them. Yeah, not that you're movie snobs. Personally, I, mean, I like to see movies during the day, so that's same here, right? That's and that's part of where you get the. The authenticity of the experience. Yeah. Whereas, like, when the minute the credits start rolling, it's like people shut up. Yeah. And yeah. And you get that feeling for it. It is hard on a Friday or Saturday night. With date it's night. It's kind of like date night. Mm-hmm. You know, a midnight show might be a different thing. You know, I've gone to midnight night. shows and it's been like, I think the last one I went to was the new Star Trek and it was like, it was perfect. I couldn't have asked for a better audience to see the movie with. Like, now at some point this week, you and I are going to see in the hop. Yes. You know, or like within the next week for like Nick. I'm going to say let's try to make it for like our final movie review for the year. Yeah. All right. So I think that, you know, when we go see it, well, we're going to go see it like in the afternoon because it is like a three-hour movie. Yeah. So we got to be there like noon or 11 o'clock and then. That's what we saw the first one was on a Friday right. morning or afternoon. It was like 11, 11 o'clock yeah. show. I wish the movie was a little better, but you know that, that's kind of like a, a crapshoot because we didn't like the first the first Hobbit. Yeah, it was just like, hey, Boring. look, it's people walking again. <laughs> you know, what would be amazing though if they know they're making six Hobbits. Then when the first one comes out, you could buy tickets to all six, like well, a package for whenever they come out, like get a discount and buy all six. Wait, wait, they're time. making six uh, Hobbit movies? Well, no, like, like the first three. Oh, the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, but okay. see, they, they had no, they had no plans for the to redo to do the Hobbit movies. But they're talking about six Spider-Man movies. I mean, as an example, yeah, like if you yeah. could buy all six in the beginning for like yeah. fifty dollars, buy all six that. 
is kind of like the essence of Kickstarter. The way they're trying to kickstart movies, like, well, if you pay for us ahead of time before we even make the movie, we'll give you a ticket. And you know, it's just like that. That that's a great idea. Of being part of it. But the only problem is, is that if they can squeeze out ten versus five per movie, then they squeeze ten. You know, like like the, you know, like 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 okay. Well, movie theaters don't make a lot of money to start off with. Yeah, you know, because when I mean, they actually get a movie in, the majority of it goes to the studio because they get they actually they rent the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, in essence, we they rent a print. Right. So you know, that's why they 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 try to shove. That's why they have all those packaged food packages. That's where they make all their money from. They don't make a lot of money off the ticket sales. They make it all in the concession stands. So you got to keep those people hungry, keep them fed. That's the reason why you get like when we go to the or the the Chamonix. Yeah. I'm like I'm a sucker for their mozzarella sticks, and it's eight dollars for those mozzarella sticks. And you want like five of them? <laughs> no, I usually get two. Sometimes. Two orders. No, no, no. no, no. Oh, How there's... many sticks in a bag? Oh, there, but there's like eight. I eight thought sticks. you made okay. five orders. No, like, that's uh, impressive. No, but there's like eight. There's like good. Eight, eight sticks. And I usually get two because they're so good. Mm-hmm. Like I can't. They're almost like French fries because they're kind of like really crispy and the cheese. It's like really good mozzarella sticks. I have never had. Uh, There's only one other pizza shop that I knew of that had so great mozzarella sticks, and they were more like mozzarella locks because they were really like like a half inch of diameter. It was so great. Anyway, <laughs> but that's the reason why now like a lot of the like Nishamdi sells like pizza or chicken fingers because they're trying to come up with an idea because like I used to be able to eat gobs of popcorn. Now as soon as I have a small, all of a sudden I'm like, Ugh. yeah, my stomach can't take it anymore, and I feel like like. Today when we're in movie theaters, I'm smelling like someone had fresh popcorn in the in the in the theater, and I'm like, oh, I really can go for some popcorn. And then my then the other part of me was like, dude, don't have the popcorn. But I really want the popcorn. No, don't take the popcorn. You know. So it was just like, oh, so I say I did not have the popcorn. Okay. Because I didn't feel like getting up in the middle of the movie theater. I'm also one of those guys too. Like once I sit down, I don't like to move. Like even if I have to pee, I'm like son of a bitch. And like, I don't want to pee. You know, like, I, I would just like to see movies go that way, where fans can get like the five pack of tickets for the next five movies. Well, because you know, even if it was like the next five Marvel movies, I would definitely pay now to have those tickets. No, don't be wrong. I mean, that would you know, you, if you're guaranteed a spot at like a certain time, like the first showing or mm-hmm. or a premiere showing of it, that would be great. But like I said, though, movie theater mo- movie companies. Are going to squeeze every dime and then cry when piracy happens when somebody you know videotapes a movie and sells it on the corner for five bucks a shot you know a crappy version of it but people are buying it because they don't want to spend ten dollars in the theater you well, know and well see now i think that a reason why a lot of that happens is because of people having shitty experiences in the movie theaters like if i went to the movie, like, what's the number what's the one reason why you don't like going to the movies people talking right so why not buy a bootleg copy? You get to watch it leisurely of your own home, and, <laughs> and then you would simply videotape somebody with a bad experience of them talking about that. Right. Well, sometimes you get that. It's a crapshoot when you buy it, when you buy a bootleg movie. Yeah. But that is one of the reasons why I think most people stop going to the movies is because they don't want to have a bad experience. They're paying out ten, fifteen dollars for a ticket, so they want to be like, I want to be able to go to a movie. Sit down, eat my popcorn in the silence so I can enjoy the movie. I don't have to worry about this asshole behind me talking. So I'm not going to go to the movies. I'll just buy a bootleg and then call it a night. So if I spend $5 and it's a shitty copy, oh, well, I only blew $5 versus $20, $25. Right. 
you know, and studios want to cry, well, it's hurting our business. No, what's hurting your business is number one, shitty movies. Yeah. Stop redoing the same thing over and over right. again. And two, maybe start cracking down on your policies. The theaters need to crack down on their policies as far as. Right, you can't get some teenager kid to come in and say, you got to quiet down, sir. People are disturbed by you talking. And it's just like, yeah, the buddy's going to get the fuck out of here. You know, I'm going to do what but, I want. Well, that's what know? I mean. Like, what, what they should start implementing more is more of a, you know what? People are bitching about you. Get the fuck out. Right. Instead of just saying, you know what? Please stop talking. Just go, look, you're getting people. You either stop talking or kick me out. Right. Like, get, I'm not saying get like no neck. Like, excuse me, sir. You uh, seem to be talking a little bit too loud in the movie theater. I think you need to come outside for a minute. Well, also, <laughs> you know? different movie theaters far less talking at the Ritz than there is, you know, playing independent well, films than there is at uh, Riverview, you know, right. a big megaplex. Um, you know, and also when you guys talk about the cost of movies to make, that's including marketing. Yeah. So they are trying to get people in even if they're not going well, to watch the movie. They just care that they... Well, the okay. They'll throw in the movie fans with the people who are not. Well, fans see, that's the thing. Right. Is like Kevin Smith talked about that like a lot with his last movie, Red State. Mm-hmm. It cost him four million dollars to make. Four million. When it came time, he's like, and he marketed it and himself because he knows that if he would go to a studio, like let's say it was a studio film, mm-hmm. cost him four million dollars to make, they're going to throw twenty million dollars into advertising. So now the movie has to make $24 million to break even. And he's like, but my fans, my fans will get you like, he's known as a $30 million opening man. He can get you $30 million opening weekend. Mm -hmm. But then the studio goes, well, yeah, but we don't like, that's your Kevin Smith fans. We don't, you know, we want more than just the Kevin Smith fans. We want grandma. We want, you know, we want it to be a date film. So that's why, you know, you'll see like Zach and Miri make a porno's commercial on the Lifetime channel. And and I'll tell you, it was a great strategy for two reasons. One is, I wanted to see it when it came around Philadelphia. Like, what, he right. would go take it on tour. I wanted to see that movie, pay for it, go be part of the scene, to actually go see the new Kevin Smith movie with them on tour. Yeah. Um, I, I wasn't free that night, but, you know, I wanted to be there and I wanted to support it. Two, because of that system, I couldn't, pirate a copy of it because right. there was no way to pirate a decent copy I'm, of it. I'm now, nowadays like I'll just wait for it to de- come on DVD and I'll buy it. I'll buy it legally. You know, I'll yeah. wait for it to come out I, if I'm gonna spend... in, in the Best Buy or whatever and, yeah. and go buy it there because it's like one, I can watch it as many times as I want so I'll get my money's worth like if I bought tickets I'll watch it that many times to mm-hmm. get it back. I'll have other people watch it with me so that's their thing and plus the fact is, is I, if Loudmouth over here talks over it I could say, all right, have a good night, and then watch it again, and then mm-hmm. you see what I missed. Or rewind it. Yeah. And the uh, other thing, too, is I feel like even even if nobody talks through it, there's still stuff that you missed the first time around. Sure. So you go back, you rewatch it, like um, Repo, the genetic opera. The first time I watched it, I fell in love with that movie. But then I went back and rewatched it a few times, and I picked up on so many like little tiny things I didn't even notice the first time right. around. And I think, especially, like, we picked up Lone Ranger. I picked up for 20 bucks, or $25. Right. Which I know I spent that much to that day when I saw it in a movie theater. So instead, but now you watched it with me. Right. We had a great time. We paused it. We could start it. We rewind it. We could yeah. do whatever we want to do with it at the time. But, you know, like, and I think that's another reason Kevin's new movie, Tusk, when it comes out, 
he'll do the same thing because it's not just watching the movie, it's experiencing the movie. Yeah. That's what he's trying to bring back is the fact that you go see a movie, you have a good time, and there's usually like a Q&A afterwards mm-hmm. or something afterwards to make you feel like you're getting your money's worth for like $50. Well, yeah. Lone Ranger is a perfect example because I know people that work on that movie, so I would pay to see that movie. You know, right. I saw it at home and I paid to see that movie um, because I know how important that is to the people who worked on that film because I know their first and last names. I, I, right. You know I mean? I know their faces, so... Um, I, I really feel that way. Everything else I pirate. You know right. what I mean? Like, it's like I have to almost, like, you have to, like, you almost have, I mean, there's so many. You have to do one good deed for all the bad deeds you've done. Exactly. <laughs> well, see, I, well, I, I, someone, I was watching a show and someone had this whole argument about being piracy. To be a piracy, you have to be a pirate. What did pirates do? They took, they stole, they stole the stuff and they left with it. Yeah. With piracing a movie, you still have the original. I just have my copy. Right. Like, so we're not really, you're not really. About pop- running in the movie, movie studios, stabbing you with my, my sword. Running out the movie. Let's go. Get the long boats. <laughs> I mean, I understand, like, the whole concept of, like, it, does it hurt the business? Probably yes. But the movie business itself, I think, shoots its foot, shoots itself in the foot more often than not because they're, they're trying to work. With a system that needs to be updated, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're trying with the. That's why they keep going. Oh, well, here's 3D movies. Yeah. Well, ironically enough, what the TV do? Here's a 3D TV. Yeah. I love yeah. 3D movies. And I, th- I love going to 3D movies. Yeah. I love paying that extra money and going to see 3D. Yeah. Movies. You know. Yeah. But that was supposed to help invigorate the market. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, the market dictated. Well, here's 3D TV, so now you can do it at home. Yeah. Like I have a 3D TV that will upscale whatever's on TV into a 3D image. Mm. Like, it doesn't even have... It could be, like, friends. I uh, hit a button, bang. I have the glasses, boom, it's in 3D. There's Rachel in 3D. You know? So why would I go see, like, like the Lone Ranger? I could go safe, comfortable. I mean, granted, I mean, I like the experience, too. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's not like I never want to go to the theater again, because I will. I will go to the theater. Yeah, suckers. But, just, yeah. But the thing is, is that after a while, though, I mean, like, I, after so many movies, I'm like, I'm out for a while. Like, like yeah. I don't care if what's coming out, you know, kind of thing. I'll, I'll wait for well, DVD. Well, even just taking so long to make. Well, it's pretty great. Well, here's another thing too: is like 47 Ronin starts this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That movie is historically Japanese, the Japanese culture's oldest fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Okay. It opened in Japan. It was a 150 million dollar movie to make. Let's I think. I'll find out for you. Okay. Now it's it's their it's their oldest story as. Oldest time. Keanu Reeves is her oldest yes. fairy tale. Well, the, the, the fairy tale of the 47 Ronin. Okay, yeah, that yeah. That tale only opened to a million dollars. Really? Whoa. Yeah. Wow. It opened in Japan, the movie that this culture is based on, to a million bucks. I think it was $158 well, it wasn't on, million. Dollars. It wasn't on iPads or, or uh No, but I mean, still, or... like, if you make a Godzilla movie in the rubber suit, they'll go see it. You know, because they, that's the, But see, you really can't, you really can't gauge Japan on stuff. Well, I'm saying because like they make great games, but then you should see the stuff they're playing in, in Japan. I, You're like, but I what? get that. But again, like let's say, what is, um, what's okay? Let, the The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Mm-hmm. I would say that's probably an American uh, mythology story. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, if and it's as tale as old as time. They made a TV show about it for God's sakes. Mm-hmm. That's doing very well. Yeah, I like that show. You know, but if they put it into a movie and they put a hundred fifty million dollars, 
chances are you're going to see it. And why not? They did. It's called Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. Yeah, Johnny Depp played it. Right. But it still made a lot of movie because it's part of our pop, like part of our history of like seeing Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It's a fairy tale. It opened right. to one point three million. Huh? One point three million. Okay, how much did it make? make it. How much was it made uh, to make? How much it. Is, money it? is that for each Ronin? <laughs> no, yeah, I think it, I think it made. We divided it by forty-seven. To... Well, after taxes, production budget budget was one hundred and seventy million. Right. Wow. So now the Japanese culture just went. Yeah, like here's the story. It's hell as old as time for our people. Song as old as rhyme. Yep. It was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Bad Beast. for them. Like they should almost go see the movie in the theater, based on that horrific. Number. I mean, you would you say feel like, bad for them. You would think like someone lost their. A lot of people lost their jobs. Mm-hmm. A lot of people lost their. Jobs. Yeah, I mean, you know, is it because of Keanu Reeves is in it? I, I don't know. I think so. It could be. I mean, like I'm interested in seeing it, but that's a movie I bootleg. I get a bootleg copy of. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm, I'm interested in seeing I it. I think I just cases, rent it. The next job that those people will have is based on the fact that they were in a movie that opened first place for the last. Yeah, movie, somebody lost or their was job. In the top five or something like that. Like they use those numbers. To produce the next one, so well, trust me. Well, that's it's, it's probably ugly right now. Well, with the loan rate, like <laughs> they the marketing say, department, whoever it is, Disney's trying to do the whole web bit about the Lone Ranger because the Lone Ranger only made like fifty million dollars. Mm-hmm. you know, regardless of how much it cost to make to produce it, they consider it a flop, total flop. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're saying that now. I mean, I think it was it was either Disney or it was one of the major companies. Decided to cut production costs on future movies. Wasn't it Sony? It might have been Sony. Mm-hmm. You know, that said, you know what? We took a, such a bath in some of these movies this past year that we thought we, we gave you $150 million to make, and it only made uh, $75 million opening weekend. It's a bomb. So now, the next movie that wants to be made for $150 million, we can't afford that because we're still trying to take a bath on The Lone Ranger. Yeah. Like something like the Lone Ranger. Yeah. So that it does affect production. Now, I think that, okay, just because you have $150 million to make your movie, there's still going, I bet you $40 million of that is probably in just advertising. Yeah. You know, but even still, like, you know what? So you don't have enough money. Maybe just time to try to be a little bit more creative with the money you do have. I think that sometimes necessity is the mother of invention. Yeah. So like, okay, you don't have like hundred. You don't have $150 million to work with, but you got $100 million. I think the four of us in this room could probably come up with a pretty decent $100 million movie. <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> it, it, but it almost doesn't matter because a movie like The Lone Ranger is just made because it has to be made. Like, they don't have a choice. They're well, like, we have these these things and you just have to make a movie based on it, which is yeah, how but Pirates the, of the Caribbean started. Like, we have a ride. Can you make a movie based on a ride? Well, at the time, like, though, but the, yeah, but the thing is, is that like, with the Lone Ranger movie, though, it, Disney almost dropped it because production values were getting too high, and Johnny Depp did the old, well, if you guys want another Pirates movie, because he was getting ready to take that movie to another studio, mm-hmm. and then this had someone at Disney went, wait, if you want another Pirates of the Caribbean movie, no, no, come back, because that's how Johnny Depp became a producer of the movie, because right. it wasn't any of his, he wasn't putting up any of his money because he's a draw. Yeah. But then when he got into production problems, then he he became an executive producer. And put up his, I don't know if he actually put his money where his mouth was, but, you know, that's how it kind of worked out. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. You know, I mean, and I, I thought the movie was great, but then there was a movie like John Carter from Mars, where I had no clue what this movie was about. I thought it was like a stupid concept, but then when I bought it on DVD, because I'm like, eh. We made fun of it for months, though. I mean, yeah. at, we, we on the show, we would make fun of it over and over again, and we were sitting there, like, thinking, we never actually saw this movie. 
And we both sat down and watched it, and we're like, wow, that was mind-blowingly good. It was, like, unbelievable. Yeah, it was you like, know? I felt bad that I was like, wow. I, it was, it's like almost like the Heath Ledger thing, where I was like, God, I feel kind of bad that I made fun of Heath Ledger saying he was going to suck as a Joker, and here he is knocks it out of the park. With a movie like John Carter, I was like, well, that was pretty good. I wouldn't mind seeing a sequel. Yeah. Well, then that's the responsibility of the marketers. That's and, exactly and the problem. Them not yeah. getting people interested in it or understanding or trying to oversimplify uh, something that... Well, I just think I mean, they just had poor yeah. marketing design through the whole thing, through the commercials, because I didn't understand what it was about at all. I mean, people that love the graphic movie, novel from go. the 1920s, I believe. Well, it was, was, it was a pulp, pulp novel. It's like, that movie made me buy this, the, the books. Yeah. Because it was like two ninety nine, my milk. Mm-hmm. But it was like the seven volumes of John Carter. But it made me want to read it now because I thought that movie was so good. And I know I'll never see a sequel. Right. You know. <clears throat> so. Yeah. I, I, again, I would pay $33 for a movie if yeah, it was I, like a dinner I show. Them, I lived in Austin, Texas for a year and a half. And the single thing that they said that they wished was in other places was the Alamo Draft House. Mm-hmm. They're like, right. why don't other people have this? Why do we go to other cities and they don't have Alamo draft houses. Like they don't have places where you can go and get food, and they have do events and sit, you know sing songs and like do this whole thing. Like this is great. Like why don't we have movie houses like that in the rest of the country? Because we're because I think the major metropolitan areas like Philadelphia and New York, they're cookie cutter. They're cookie cutter cities where it has to be McDonald's, it has to be Starbucks. There's no originality in each. Like, right. Yeah. Like you used to be able to drive cross country and see completely different things as you drove cross country now it's all the same we sterilized our own country we sterilized our own cities to a point where you can't distinguish other than the skyline how do you know you're in New York or how do you know you're in Philadelphia true right. mm-hmm. you know I mean I think that some place like in, in Austin you have the while it's densely populated mm-hmm. I think they have the freedom to go and do different things so they might not have the higher volume of people coming through Everyone wants those that tourist dollar. Well, it also just occurred to me that they don't have a theater. Like Philadelphia, New York, you can go to a theater any night, weekend, right. Right. 3 yeah. o'clock. Yeah. There's 20 shows on Broad Street. I mean, there's a ton of different things to see. Yeah, so... Yeah. So, so, I mean, we don't certainly don't see enough of those, by the way. Mm-hmm. And, and <laughs> a, ton, a ton of things you don't want to see on Broad Street mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, yeah but I, again, mother's necessity is mother invention. Yeah. Because they needed something to fill that void, so why not create a big, giant movie theater? Yeah. Everyone loves going to the movies. And Austin was like a backward kind of city, like not a major city, so, yeah. you know, when movies could come in, they'd just make a, they'd just be able to add that to it. Right. Kind of mix it with a the theater so. to it, so... Right, well, let's see. We, we wrap up the show. Sounds good to me. All right. I want to mention again one last time that on Thursday night, the 27th of December, catch the Shakeman show from 8 to 11-ish, whenever they decide to get off the show. <laughs> and uh, please go and enjoy them on, on uh, Thursday night. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you stumbled through that. <laughs> everybody drink. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much for stopping by. Yay. Yes, thanks for being here and, and being a part of our show for a little while, and we really enjoyed it. Stop by anytime, fellas. Yes. <laughs> and Natasha. And Natasha. And if you want to contact Ed, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Erica at erica with geeks, wordswithgeeks.com, and that's Erica with a K. Or you can contact Sean at Sean with word, at word, <laughs> <laughs>
Mush mouth. It's a sad day when I'm the professional. <laughs> Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. Do you want to contact me? Contact Erica. <laughs> also, don't forget to hit our Facebook page, Geeksters, and like us. Go to aquanetradio.com and like them. You can always listen to our older podcasts on wordswithgeeks.com or on iTunes. And as always, you can catch us live on Sunday nights from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on aquanetradio.com, iTunes Radio, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. And on that note, we will say see you next week and Merry Christmas all and to all good night. And we're back. Yay. Just like today's moment to apologize for that intro. Yeah, I'm, 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 it's late. I'm losing it. I'm tired. I'm achy. It's like, I don't care. Be funny. <laughs> Just letting people know what's going through my iPod at any moment at a time. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. And I, you know, make up words, obviously. Obviously. You know, I try to shoehorn. I'm trying to think of like the perfect song for our, you know, we need a theme song. Not that I don't mind the Batman Beyond theme song. Yeah. I got to be honest. I like it. It's a minute. Bing, bang, boom. We're done. Yeah. I can get to talk over it. I can do goofy shit. <laughs> and we get to go in the show. Yeah. In like a minute and 20 seconds, I think. Right. But every once in a while, I'm like, well, okay, it's tiring. So I got to come up with something different. <laughs> like, you know, maybe this is our show. It's called Geeksters. That's right. It's our show. It's our show. It's called Geeksters. Run away, Sean. So. <laughs> All right, so that's our show. And then, uh, if you want to listen to us, <laughs> at this point, I'm like, why would you? <laughs> like, I can't believe this is the three parts of this thing. Is there like this all the time? Yes. Not really. <laughs> yes. Next week might be just bad because it's the end of the year. I'm, I'm in the, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> no. So. Yeah, so uh, we'll talk about 2013, I guess, next week's show. Yes. And then we'll see what our hopes were for 2014. Yay! And for those people who listen, we can everybody here at, uh, well, we'll do the outros. Yes. Of, if you want to talk to Ed, you well, first, you should listen to us live on Sunday nights from 7 to 10 p.m. Yeah. Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com. Right. If not, you obviously are listening to this podcast, which you can find on iTunes, or our webpage, wordswithgeeks.com. If you can if you are able to listen to us live and you can't find us on aquanetradio.com, you can find us on iTunes Radio, Tuned In, or iHeartRadio. Just search for Aquanet on those apps. And you know, if you go to wordswithgeeks.com, you can download old podcasts. You can go to iTunes, type in Geeksters, you can find our old shows. Yes. Uh, if you want to contact Sean on anything we talked about, you can contact at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. If you want to contact Ed, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Erica at erica at wordswithgeeks.com. And it's Erica with a K. And don't forget to like us on our Facebook page. Yes. So, and now, because it is the Christmas season, and because it is unnaturally warm, <laughs> and I think in part when I did start to hum the song, I was able to find the song. There you go. So we were going to leave you instead of with the David, 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 that's all, folks. I'm going to leave you with this little ditty. So once again, thank you, everybody, for listening to our show. Have a Merry Christmas. If you're listening to us before Christmas, Merry Christmas. I hope it was joyous and lovely. Fun, yeah. If it's after Christmas, I hope you had a Merry Christmas. I hope you got everything you wanted 
Yeah. If not, get a job and buy it yourself. <laughs> yes. Because everyone deserves their own present. True. So on that note, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, whatever your religious connotation is, Happy Solstice. Yes. Whatever it is that you celebrate. And if you're an atheist, happy day. I think even atheists have Christmas because it's just Christmas. No, they don't. Really they don't? No. Why? Because they're atheists. Yeah, but okay, let's be, let's be honest. Oh, see, now you got me going, Ed. <laughs> now you got me going. We're going to put the hold. We're going to finish the show on the hold for a second and go. But Christmas is a lie. <laughs> it is not the birth of Jesus Christ. True. It is the winter solstice, which is Druids. Right. Not the Jewish kind, the Druids. <laughs> Funny, it doesn't look Jewish. They, it was their time of year when, you know, it's the shortest day of the year. Yeah. The 21st. Right. And they would celebrate Mother Earth. Yeah. But if you're an atheist, how it's You not, don't believe that either. Really? Yes. Why not? That Mother Earth isn't an entity that sustains and feeds us. and Because they don't believe in any type of, like, religious belief, do, or at all. But okay, see, this is where I go. I okay, they like it's it's the they this exist. They're there. No, see, I, I'm going to say I think the difference. I think you're thinking uh, agnostic, which doesn't believe in any religion. All right, but an atheist doesn't believe in a supreme being. Yeah, okay. But Mother Earth, you because to them you can't see, you can't hear like we, Jesus. We have to God. Ask, we have to ask an atheist. I think. Yes, we are. Do we know any atheists? Or no, we're, we don't. Let's do some homework. See, Eric, where are you? We need you to Google this. Yes. <laughs> Damn it. Erica, next week, Google atheists and what they believe in. Yes, because I think that because Mother they, they can see and feel Mother Earth, they can pretend to be more lenient right. and understanding, like, I can see this, it's tangible, I can believe in this, I can celebrate her day yeah. because I see her and feel her. Yep. Well, Erica, there's your homework for the week. I don't know. Okay, well, you got all that done, but... Either way, happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Just play the song. All right. Oh. Too much Geeksters He's Mr. Geekster He's Mr. Ed I'm Mr. Sean We do our show every week Me Geekster Whatever I touch Starts to melt in our clutch Cause we're too much Thank you I prefer 69. Mr. Sun. We do our show weekly. We are the Grunge Geeksters. 
I'm shoehorning just to get my point in. Tune in every week. We're too much. Too much. <laughs>